0: Hello there, I am James, I'm the pastor of the Freedom Arabian Church and the host of this little podcast called The Essentials. It's a time where we like to explore life and faith and share some good news and hope that we experience through it all. For today, I have for you our scripture readings and our message from Sunday, July 16th. Our first lesson came from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 10 through 13. Just as the rain and the snow come down from the sky, and don't return there without watering the earth, making it conceive and yield plants, and providing seed to the sower and fruit to the eater, so is my word that comes from my mouth. It does not return to me empty. Instead, it does what I want and accomplishes what I intend. Yes, you will go out with celebration. You will be brought back in peace. Even the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. All the trees of the field will clap their hands. In the place of the thorn, the cypress will grow. In the place of the nettle, the myrtle will grow. This will attest to the Lord's stature an enduring reminder that won't be removed. And our gospel lesson is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then verses 18 through 23. That day Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed into a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. A farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seeds, some fell on the path, and birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among the thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. Consider the parable of the farmer. Whenever people hear the word about the kingdom and don't understand it, the evil one comes and carries off what was planted in their hearts. This is the seed that was sown on the path. As for the seed that was spread on rocky ground, this refers to people who hear the word and immediately receive it joyfully. Because they have no roots, they last only a little while. When they experience distress or abuse because of the word, they immediately fall away. As for the seed that was spread among the thorny plants, this refers to those who hear the word. But the worries of this life and the false appeal of wealth choke the word, and it bears no fruit. As for what was planted on good soil, this refers to those who hear and understand and bear fruit and produce. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Here ends the reading of our word for today. I heard a story about a pastor who had these lessons, the parable of the sower in worship, and thought that a wonderful illustration would be to have a bucket of seed and to scatter it all wildly throughout the sanctuary to really get the point across of how freely God scatters the seed of the word everywhere. And he went about and did this, throwing seed all around the sanctuary, and people really thought it was a captivating message. And it just so happened in the coincidence of the century that the following week was the week that his custodian decided to retire. And I know it might sound a little bit like heresy, considering how much we marvel at the creation around us. But I can't help but notice how this parable we just read from Matthew makes God sound like just about the worst planter ever. And There are all these places for the seed to fall. There's the path, the rocky ground, by the thorny plants, and finally some good soil. And God doesn't seem to care where the seed lands. God just scatters it wildly, whether it's falling in the correct place or not, and it feels pretty reckless, pretty irresponsible. It's not a great way to go about planting if you want to be efficient with your resources. And then, of course, Jesus provides some clarity. And when we see the seeds as being the word of God, then it makes sense that it should be scattered everywhere. All people have a chance to hear it. It just depends on what type of soil they are and if they allow that word to sink in or not. And when our attention turns towards the soil in this parable, we naturally wonder what type of soil we are. And we hope that we are the good soil ready and willing to listen to God's word so we can produce something with it. And I'd say that some days we are that good soil, and some days we're the path where the seed just bounces right off of us. The real temptation is to start looking around to assess what type of soil other people are. Who is hearing the word of God and who is ignoring it? But that takes this parable about self-reflection and brings a whole lot of judgment in. And that isn't what Jesus wants us to do here. He wants us to worry about what type of soil we are on a personal level. And to consider what we could change so we're better prepared to receive God's word. But we also share God's word too, don't we? As Christians, we're called to spread the gospel, to share the good news, to scatter those seeds of faith, hoping that they'll grow. So we are the soil in one moment, and the very next, we are the planter. So where are we throwing those seeds? And do we stop and double-check where they're falling? Are we just aiming for the good soil where we know it'll grow? Or are we just as generous with God's word as God is? I think back to a couple of years ago when my wife and I went to hang out with my friends Logan and Abby as they were throwing a first birthday party for their daughter, Mabel. Logan and I lived in college, lived together in college, we were roommates, and his family has a tradition of throwing A massive party for a kid's first birthday and then another huge one for high school graduation with dozens and dozens and dozens of people there. And they have this apparatus that cooks about a million Cornish hens and it travels from family to family, depending on who is closest to either that first birthday or a high school graduation. So we went to help with the party and to celebrate Mabel turning one. Now, as I mentioned before, that parable from Matthew, it's not about deciding who is what type of soil. So for this crowd that was present at the party, I'm not going to try and to define what type of soil was there. I have no idea where the vast majority of people were on their faith journeys. But I'll just say that it wasn't the setting where you expect a lot of faith development or spiritual formation. A kid's birthday party isn't usually where you see God's word flowing freely. Now, there's never really a time when I'm not Pastor James. It's very much a part of who I am, but if there's ever a time when that pastoral side is tuned down just a little bit, it would be at a birthday party surrounded by strangers and with a couple of college friends. I blend in a little bit more. I'm not wearing a figurative or literal clerical collar or communion robe where everyone looks at you and says, hey, there is a pastor here. And I was content to be Logan's friend from college. Things were going just fine. And then Logan's dad found out that I am a pastor. And then everything changed for the rest of the day. Because Logan's dad likes to think of himself as a bit of a comedian. He also enjoys being the life of the party. And he visited Logan a few times at school and met me there. And he just could not believe that someone who lived in our college house, that was essentially held together by duct tape, would go on and become a pastor. It was the wildest thing to him. And me, being a pastor, became his go-to resource to get a few laughs during the day. It wasn't really in a mean way or anything, but five got up to go to the cooler to get something to drink, he, make, he would make sure to point out to everyone that the pastor was heading to the cooler, thinking I had a secret stash of holy water in there, or if someone said a swear word within earshot of me, he would ridicule them for swearing in front of the pastor, things like that. He just loved seeing a pastor out in the real world doing normal people things. And as it became the highlight of his day, I remember thinking how I wished he hadn't learned that about me. How the party would be much more enjoyable for me without those awkward jokes and laughs, without everyone being reminded every two seconds that a pastor was here so we should be on our best behavior. And Really, faith and religion aren't exactly great small talk at a birthday party. And I was experiencing this day as a time when any potential seeds of faith were just bouncing along that path and had no real hope of taking root. And again, that's not a knock on the people there. It's just an honest assessment of the setting that we were in. It got to the point where my faith felt like it was a burden. I just wanted to sit back have some cake and some ice cream with some old friends. I didn't want to have everyone paying attention to me as I told my faith story 20 different times to different people. Then I realized that that's not how our walk with God works. We don't get to turn our faith on or off depending on when it's easiest for us. We don't pick and choose where and when we scatter those seeds. And we certainly can't press pause until there's good soil nearby. And we can't only share our faith when it's comfortable for us and in a crowd that's familiar to us. We're called to share our faith even when it might be awkward or not in the best setting. And we're called to share our faith even when we think there's no hope that what we say will take root in someone. We are Christians all the time, and we have a word to share all the time, whether it's convenient or not. Because God tosses those seeds of faith in every time and every place and for every person whether they're ready or not, and God asks us to do the same. And while that spotlight of being a pastor, of even being a Christian, didn't feel like an ideal way to spend the afternoon at a birthday party, you just never know where those seeds managed to fall. I think of the 20-minute conversation I had with Logan's mom and stepdad as they shared their struggle to find a new church home after the church they'd been attending closed. I think of the number of times that I got to explain what a Moravian is to people who had never heard of that before. And I still think of Logan's dad. after poking fun at me all day, sometimes feeling like he was poking fun at people who go to church at all, when he quieted the crowd and asked me to say a prayer before dinner. And then when he finally let his guard down as the party clown, and gave me a big hug, expressing his gratitude that I was willing to do that. So friends, it's a tricky thing to have our faith exposed in the world today. Those conversations aren't always easy. Sharing faith experiences can be challenging. And when people know that we're Christians, we have to wrestle with whatever assumptions people will make about that fact. As we tell our story, as we plant those seeds, it's pretty easy to reach our own conclusions and to write off any hope that says somehow God's word will reach someone's heart. We think they don't want to hear it. We think this isn't the time and place for it. We make our own assumptions about the soil around us. The thing about those seeds of faith, though, is that they are powerful and they're unpredictable. They might hit the ground and immediately die out, and it might make us feel like our effort in planting them was in vain or a waste of time. But those seeds might take root. And grow. And the only way to know that we've given them a chance is to spread them recklessly, like that terribly generous planter who first put God's word into our own hearts. Amen. Well, I appreciate you sticking around for another episode. I hope you enjoyed this start to your week or whenever you happen to be listening to it. You can find out more about the church that I serve. That's the Freedom Moravian Church. You can find us on Facebook. You can worship with us on YouTube and you can check out our website as well. And if you'd like to learn more about Moravians in general, you can do that at moravian.org org. Be well. I will catch you all next time.